Iowa everywhere. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, <clears throat> and welcome to Two Guys <clears throat> Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel, as we are uh, ready to go here on a Monday. Real quick programming note, we will have a show on Thursday, but we are going to record it because Hassel will be traveling back to the state of Iowa. It is a mailbag show. It's Ask the Chris's Anything type show. That's what's coming up on Thursday. Here on that should Iowa, be everywhere. fun. I'm looking forward to that. I've seen some of the questions. They they, they seem good. Most of them, most of the people took it seriously. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, a week from today is Christmas. What there, What are we, no show, right? Yeah, probably not. Should I put together like a best of? Could you? Could I do, somebody suggested on Twitter, best of hassle impressions from the past year. Lou Holtz. Bloom. I saw one of the, the questions Bloom. was, why isn't Hassel doing his Bloom impression anymore? Oh, yeah, that, Did that made Bloom the list. get to him? So we'll answer that on the uh, the mailbag program. Hey, real quick. We're live on Instagram right now. Wow. Check us out on Instagram. Iowa everywhere. Okay. First time going That's live on Instagram. First time ever. Yeah, so they... History. What a moment. It's because they're working with us now, not us, but this the streaming platform that we use. And then we're also close to being able to go live on TikTok, but we need a few more followers. We need to get to 10,000 followers, which we're close, I know. So if you, if you don't follow Iowa Everywhere on TikTok, go ahead and do that. And hopefully sometime early in 2024, we'll be able to stream all of our shows live on TikTok as well. You see Wild Weekend... And wild! Oh, look at this! It's it's a non-metal straw today for Hassel. Is that one of the rubbery ones? Oh, it's rubbery, baby. It's blue. It's rubbery. It doesn't clank around. Give this a try. I mean, it's just, it's just huge, though. It's so rubbers. big. Use the rubbers. <laughs> it's so damn big, though. I don't know if I can make it work, but is we'll there see. is there part of you that's just like I'm not going to use a straw? Well, then the ice will clank against my teeth. I feel like that'll be louder. I don't want to do that either. Because I don't, I don't feel comfortable using straws. Why is that? I don't know. Do you feel dainty? No. I'd just uh, rather put my whole mouth around it. 
Yeah, this straw is just real fat. You know what? I should have asked Santa for some new straws. That's what I should have done. Uh, something tells me that you're on the naughty list. Mm, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm nicer than you How are. How was your birthday weekend before we get into everything? Oh, God, it was weekend? great. Oh, it was so good. Almost too good. I mean, we went out like every night. I need like a detox day. <laughs> I'm going to try night, to detox today. Sleep till 10. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's it's been good. The, the weather was terrible, though, for, for several days. We were stuck inside. It's finally good again. I what got is to your watch. definition of terrible? Oh, it was terrible in South Florida. It was the winds were. I'm talking sustained winds for four straight days of, of 35 to 40 mile an hour and rain. It was worse than any tropical storm or hurricane that has been near us since I moved here six years ago. Really? And it, it was for four straight days. Crazy. But hmm. that's all passed just in time for me to fly back to Iowa. Fly back tomorrow. Fly back on Tuesday. <clears throat> we appreciate Fairway Meat and Grocery for bringing us two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. Special holiday package. We're encouraging our listeners to send a friend a meat box. This is a no-brainer. You can go to fairwaymeatmarket.com. If you use the promo code Chris, that's C-H-R-I-S, promo code Chris, you get $10 off of your order Exclusive for all of our great podcast listeners. I would include, if it were up to me, the holiday gift package, which gives you four ribeyes, four strip steaks, four boneless pork chops, and two Iowa chops, baby. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I just had some uh, wife cooked up a, a breakfast the other day, had some fairway bacon. Mm. We had some fairway Wagyu pot roast the other night. Mm. Love our meat here on Two Guys Named Chris. We're in the, the comments are already studios. inappropriately out of control. Nicholas says, was Hassel ever in charge of decorating the nunnery at St. Ambrose with the priests? And would the priests dress up like Santa and have him ride their sleigh? Happy Christmas week, everybody. Doing uh, Miller and Williams last week, and we were going to do a lighthearted. So I, I specifically did CW Pod and Miller and Williams late in the week because I know a lot of people are traveling. And I've learned over my years of doing digital media that this time of year on weekends, there's a big bump in listenership because people need stuff to listen to as they travel. And I'm texting John story ideas. They're not, you know, just topic ideas like, hey, we should, me and my daughter have been watching 90 sitcoms. We should talk about that. Like all this fun stuff that's family appropriate. And we hit the live button. I go, how you doing today, John? And he says, yeah, did you see uh, Satan got its head chopped off at the Capitol? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I, we had something one. tells me the mailbag one probably will not be kid appropriate, but we'll find out when we when we record. We're never kid appropriate here, ever. So Van Winkle gets everybody pissed off on Saturday night on Twitter. I I had a a real tweet from a listener who I don't think he was being. I don't think he was like a hateful type of listener. 
there's a lot of the mean spirited ones that not listeners, but like just people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I I was accused that there was a coup between you, me, and Van Winkle to put out a tweet to make fun of Iowa basketballs. Uh, we're the capital city, <laughs> and he. He had broken down the time because we all put out a tweet about it. Everybody put out a tweet about it because it was so ridiculous. I didn't um, see it until later at night. Like I, I think I I wasn't on Twitter for a while. I logged on and I immediately see Van Winkle's tweet. That's that's how I saw it. Apparently, so he everybody apparently everybody attack. saw that too because I just got endless mentions all weekend. I couldn't get on Twitter. Well, that's what you get. I mean, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna go there. You gotta you gotta take it, brother. Yeah. And you're associated with me and Hassel now, so like everything, there's more of a lightning rod <laughs> with you. And I'm just the Iowa State homer. So the tweet, if if people haven't seen it, is the the Iowa men's basketball account tweeted the Capitals' home team after they just wiped the floor with Florida A and M at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. Damn and you. look. As Van Winkle said, it's probably some social media intern running the thing, maybe getting clearance from people above him to post that. But that is a very, um, it's, it is it is a poke at Des Moines' hometown team, which is what Drake calls themselves. Mm-hmm. And Drake might be the best team in Iowa this season. And Iowa and Iowa State refused to play Drake, at least in Des Moines. So that got a lot of people fired up. Van Wink put it out there originally, I think. I don't know what you tweeted, Williams. I didn't even see what you put. All I said was that would be Drake. Yes. I just said it. I just said it was a petty comment. You didn't need to do that. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just why would you why do you want to do that? You know, your your team's been well, struggling. I you would get a argue, nice though, win. That- you get a great fan base show up. Why do you it need did to do exactly that? what they wanted it to do. Yeah, it got a lot of traction on social, which is the which is the whole point of it. Although my uh, my quote tweet got more likes than their 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 posts, but so, <laughs> just throw that out there. Well, I, so I tweeted. I, I I don't even think I said anything. I just tweeted a gif. I quote tweeted it with a gif of Drake, the rapper. I think that went over some people's heads. It went over my head. I was like, "What are you oh. doing?" What? I got it. I didn't. I, I didn't it. catch I it first. It was smooth. And I was like, "Ah, Drake." Okay. Well I played. It was good. Well played. Yeah, I, it, you know, I didn't look. see how this whole thing was a huge deal. I because I was in the same boat. I just put that would be Drake, like because they they put out low hanging fruit, right? And yeah, when you put out low hanging fruit, you expect, and then like the the nasty group of anonymous Iowa trolls just I mean it's like they got in their little slack channel and they're like we are gonna absolutely go after these people and then all of a sudden I look at my phone I'm watching the UFC fights and I I didn't think anything of it it's like holy shit this started up a storm wow so what 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 is their argument I mean that it's just no one should care about the tweet that Iowa is the Capitals home team what's the I, I guess I didn't dive into those comments yeah, just that we were all overreacting to it, and which is funny because well, no, I nobody was overreacting. To any, they put out a low hanging fruit tweet, and then it was low hanging fruit to make a comment on it, and then you move. Like nobody was. Why? Why do we all have to be so outraged about everything mm-hmm. all the time? Well, but the thing is, is that 
those people probably think that we're outraged about it. They're not having fun yeah. with it. It's funny. Yeah. Because it's Drake and Iowa isn't playing Drake. Right? Yeah. That, that you just lost to Iowa State, which, you know, Ames is right there. You just lost by however many points, 20 or 30. As as Van Wink said, it was, it was a good, a really good day for Iowa, though. To, mm-hmm. to go there, Wells Fargo Arena, the place is packed. You've got the men's game first and then the women's game, which I'm glad they did it that way. I, I wish the competition would would rise, and I hope it does in the future. Beth Getz apparently saying that Iowa's going to try to do this every year. Look, it's not going to be the same when Caitlin Clark isn't there. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But they should do this every year. But I think with losing Caitlin Clark, you're going to lose some interest, and so you need to up the level of competition a little bit. And you saw it at the start of the men's game that there weren't, there were a lot of empty seats for the men's game. They're going to have for to the schedule somebody if Caitlin's not there because yes, I mean I, there'll be a good chunk of Des Moines people that don't drive to Iowa City who will attend this event. I mean, and why wouldn't you if you're an Iowa fan here and you got kids? It, but to get that place full, they they just without Caitlin, they're going to have to schedule somebody because that men's game looked terrible in the first half on TV, and then mm-hmm. it filled in. And it looked a lot better in the second half. And you kind of expected that. That that was a Caitlin Clark showcase. It wasn't about the men's game. This was was about Caitlin Clark playing in her hometown. I loved it. I I love it. And and it was kind of the same way in Ames. Now, the the men's game ended up selling out. But I I just think it's great we're flip-flopping this and the men have to take a backseat to the women for once. I think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. They made the right choice. It It was clearly the Caitlin Clark showcase neither game was going to be close or interesting this was just about going out and getting a chance to see caitlin clark do her thang and i i I watched some of it on big 10 network some of both games and speaking of outrage did you see the reaction to the the btn analysts who did the little halftime cut in are we allowed to play that on on the show van wink Sure, why not? Let's play it. Okay, let's give it a shot. It's official. I was really good. Mike and Jimmy getting ready for the big show coming up in a little bit. What do you thought about Clark so far? Uh, Well, she's uh, one short of a double-double points turnovers. Um, But other than that, elite as always. Close to a triple-double with made for... So, I Everybody got amped up with that. So, you know, people clip it off and it just goes like wildfire. And and she does have her name's Shimmy Gray Miller. She she does have she's in her first year with the Big Ten Network, but she does have history. Iowa fans have already singled her out because she was the one before the season that said she barely has Iowa in her top five in the Big Ten Conference. She wasn't the only one that didn't pick Iowa to finish in the top three. There there were other analysts that did that as well, but she said she had Iowa barely in her top five. I think at number five. So, your reaction, Williams, to what she said? I just think it's a microcosm of everything we're seeing with Caitlin Clark in <clears throat> the women's basketball game. So, take all of your Cyhawk goggles off here, like because Iowa State fans, for the most part, are never going to give Caitlin Clark the, you know, the credit she deserves. Many will, but not, but, but the majority of the Twitter type of fans will not because she plays for Iowa. Okay. I'm talking about within the sport 
of women's basketball. It felt like a microcosm of what we see with Clark on a daily basis. Go back to last year's Final Four. It's like there's this, I don't know if jealousy is the right word. It's it's jealousy all the way up to dislike of Caitlin by a good pocket of women's basketball people. And it's fascinating to me. I don't think there's, I, I had this conversation with a friend the other day who is an Iowa Stater. And he's trying to make the point to me that all these, oh, Rebecca Lobo and all these, you know, women's basketball players that came before her were as important or more important than Caitlin. And I'm like, you're wrong. Maybe they would have, but Caitlin's growing up doing this in the time of NIL, of Twitter highlights, where everybody can see everything she's doing. She's a social media superstar. She can go to Rutgers and they're going to sell out a game. Nobody's ever done this, but what it does, and it there's a level of real jealousy out there when it comes to her, and there are some people who just do not like her. She does a little bit to herself because of her antics, but that's you know that's unfortunate. It's just the way she, she's. I talked to her about it when I did my sit down with her last year. Like some people just aren't ready for women's athletes to act the way that she does arguing with calls, doing that type of stuff. It's she is transcending a lot of different things here. And it just, it's really weird to me. You would, what's this woman's name? The announcer, Shimmy, whatever. Sh- Shimmy gray Miller. She has been a, an assistant coach in the big 10. She's been, Coach yeah, I mean, she's probably got her ass kicked by Caitlin before. She, she's probably she has, and um, I can't imagine that uh, if you're an opposing coach or an opposing team, I could see how Caitlin would bother you, right? Like because of the way she acts sometimes, and she's just that much better than you. But I just think these people in these in the women's basketball game are so close to it they can't take their competitive goggles off to take a step back and look at. I mean, that was a. That was just a snarky shot. Like she could have made that point without the snark. What really, what 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 was really different about this is that you just never see that on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Big Ten Network. That's where you know nobody. If that is woman says of, she could have said it like this, yeah, Caitlin's really scoring well today, but she's got nine turnovers. We'll see if yeah. Iowa can clean that up in the right. second half. She did it like snarky to try and like belittle her. Which is like you said, it's Big Ten Network is basically a PR movement. For yeah, I Big wonder if she's gonna have a, a talking to about that. But I, I kind of had a little bit of a different take on it. Um, I, I didn't know a lot about her. I went back. I, I, I wanted to see like what has she been saying on social media about Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes, and because I, I don't want to just jump all over her as some Hawkeye hater. Maybe she's just like. The Charles Barkley of, you know, women's analysts. That's what she wants to be, opinionated, uh, joking around. I don't know. So I, so, I, so I go and I look at some of the old tweets. And look, she has given Caitlin Clark a lot of credit over the years. Ben mm-hmm. Wink's pulling some of these up. Uh, when Lil Wayne tweeted out, congrats on the 3K, she said, real, recognize real, literal mic drop. So she's, she's promoting that. Uh, when... Caitlin Clark got teed up in the national championship game for that ridiculous, you know, tossing the ball away from the ref. 
Shimmy tweeted, I've coached for 24 years. There's a first time for everything that technical and all time first. Instead of mm. bragging about having an all-female officiating crew in the Final Four, brag about a good officiating crew worthy of calling a Final Four. That's the same thing all the rest of us were saying there. She called a, a Caitlin Clark Iowa game recently and tweeted about it and tweeted about being grateful to be have a front row seat to watch Caitlin Clark play this beautiful game so beautifully. So, look, she's not out there just throwing bomb after bomb after bomb. Yeah, good, good that, work out of you. That was uncalled for, I think, and just out of place at the Big Ten Network. But she's out there still championing Caitlin Clark yeah. and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Investigative journalism here. <laughs> well, I wanted Asshole. to see, like, if she really hates Caitlin Clark as much as a lot of fans think she does. She must have either totally ignored everything she's done on Twitter or she has thrown other bombs on Twitter. I I didn't find anything where she was ripping Caitlin Clark on Twitter. You, it was nothing but Do you but see praise. my point though? Like do you just We saw a lot last year in March. And I'm oh, guessing yes. it'll be amplified. It's weird. Caitlin Clark it's like LeBron for the NBA. Or it it it's got a little bit of Tiger Woods Remember when he starts winning and doing what he did and like then everybody else started to make more money? Like I would imagine that eyeballs Caitlin's bringing to this sport and and they are like do not deny it people. You sound foolish when you try and deny it. She's changing things for for the better for yes. all women college basketball players that does not belittle women who came before her. It does not. That it, it doesn't say Maya Moore sucks if you think that Caitlin Clark is is changing things for women's college basketball players. But remember when Tiger comes along in golf and then everybody's purse got higher? Mm-hmm. Everybody starts to get the more endorsements. I promise you, due to the Caitlin Clark effect, the women's NCAA tournament is about to sign a bigger TV contract than the one before because this sport is growing and she's a big part of it. But with that, man, there's always this... There's the jealousy, and then there's there's actual dislike because I don't think a lot of people have experienced women acting a certain way on the basketball court like, frankly, men have for decades. And Jared comments, nine turnovers seems like a stat worth mentioning to me, but who knows? And You said that, Williams. You said, look, there's a way to say it that isn't going to get everybody all up in arms. You could say, oh, Caitlin Clark in Iowa is playing well, but Caitlin's turned the ball over nine times. I mean, that that's a concern right now. As opposed to kind of the joke that she tried to make it. And you also know your audience, too. I mean, I, I just think she's opinionated. She wants to have fun. She has a lot of personality. I really don't think she's out to get Caitlin Clark and the Hawkeyes. I really don't. Yeah. Well, good good job out of the looking up those tweets, man. Putting it's a busy birthday weekend here. for me. Jeez. Uh, two guys named Chris presented as always by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Iowa State men go on to beat that same Florida A and M team that Iowa beat. What did Iowa State win by? Like forty? I don't. I don't those even know. Those poor bastards. They get. I their had ass them kicked by. They get their ass kicked by. The Capitals' hometown team, and then they've got to go up to Ames and get I their ass kicked you, by the team that beat 
Des Moines hometown team. I, I hope team. I hope Iowa just like leans into that and just just keep it well. just embrace it. Yeah, just do it. You're already in the deep. <laughs> Ninety six to fifty eight was the final in Ames yesterday. What was the line on that game? That was the that was a Dave Z 30, special. It was like thirty four and a half. Four and a half. Jeez, it's a lot. But Dave Z said, "I'm taking it." I told I was Keith worried Murphy because I was worried Keith because Murphy's it son. wasn't that uh, noon tip off like TJ likes. I told Colin Saturday night. I said, "Whatever you got booked in your savings account, put it on Iowa State tomorrow." Why and didn't you tell me? Keith is not well. I I mean I didn't know anything. I just watched that Florida A and M team against Iowa. I'm like, do you think they really want to drive up to Ames? <laughs> they only covered by like a point and a half. Yeah, it was it was pretty close because they put in Iowa State put in like walk ons at the end and got a little oof, got a little dicey. Otzelberger was great yesterday. So ESPN Plus they now have these like sideline reporters in Ames. Have you seen these? Really? No. And, you know, they're tasked with these tough, tough assignments to this Florida A&M coach. You know, they're losing by 20 at half. Like, they, they had 17 turnovers. And I actually feel bad for these sideline reporters because I, I think they're college students and they're they're trying to do a really good job. And, and this young woman asked the guy, well, coach, uh, what could you do to coach your team back up into this game? And the Florida A&M coach was just kind of like, he had no idea what to say. And I, he wanted to say like, well, we need better players. <laughs> we we have no chance to win this game. Really, we're just counting down the time to get the hell out of here. That was the vibe that Florida A&M put off in Ames yesterday. Can I do my bigger, better boulder? Is it related to that? Yeah, I was going to go to the Iowa State women. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. Did you have something to add? Well, I kind of wanted to. Okay, yeah, go for it. And then I'm going to go into that. I just, I, I I always think it's funny when when you have situations like that where it's on BTN Plus, or whatever the hell it is, ESPN Plus, and they throw this this inexperienced sideline reporter out there and they put them in spots that they wouldn't be in yeah if they were on like a major like you're you're you if it's a game on cbs you know the 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 cbs sports classic which is over the weekend and it was like you know whoever's playing ucla and ohio state they're not gonna have jenny dell go interview a coach that's down by 30 live on camera it's not Um, gonna happen did you see thursday night football they interviewed Brandon Staley yes. when that they were down forty two zero. Usually, so that doesn't sometimes happen. they do. Yeah, I was really surprised to see that. And Al Michaels was like, "Good on him for giving." Like, I can't believe. But it, it, I think in that instance, in it's NFL. It's a little different. Like, it's it's a level playing field for everybody. This isn't Iowa State versus Florida A and M. Everybody's getting paid. That's that's the difference. But like. When you're playing a team that has a net of 350 or whatever the hell Florida A&M is, you're not you're not going to be interviewed like that. And then you have to go up there. You're inexperienced, and you have to ask that coach who's also inexperienced in those situations because they're not on oh. TV that much. So it it it's tough. So then she I'm goes sure she up to Otzelberger on the on the way back out to the second half, 
And I don't remember what her question was. And and Ots goes straight damn McCarney. <laughs> you know, they're up by 20 and they force 17 turnovers in the first half. And Ots is like, our defensive intensity sucks. We got to go out there and play with relentless passion in the second half. And runs out onto the court. And it's just like, Jesus, Ots. He was on one yesterday. They were up by like 35 like seven minutes to go, and he called a timeout, didn't even wait for the media, and just got their asses back into the huddle because he thought their defense sucked. They Jeez. forced 23 turnovers. I'm telling you, man, he was pissed. He was on one because they didn't get to tip off at noon. <laughs> yeah. he, he just couldn't get over that. Uh, he's... I don't know how you Iowa fans do it. Like when you have all these Sunday games, like actual meaningful Sunday games, it would piss me off so bad to have to mix my NFL with that. Oh. Yeah, it's not easy. I hate it. I hate Sunday games. I understand to a point like some of these non-conference games cuz you're just trying to squeeze things in and but the sure. Those Big 10 games are brutal. <clears throat> uh, okay, Iowa football Let's wait, talk offensive coordinator. On. Oh, wait, Bigger, we've got our BB. Better, bolder. What the hell's Sorry. going on? Sorry. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. I wanted to give a shout wait, out to wait, Emily wait, Ryan. We already played that thing. Wait, you played again? Yeah, well, we love our friends at Kelderman. All right, charge Kelderman double this week. We love Kelderman. Uh, Emily Ryan, been fighting back from a kind of an undisclosed illness type thing, but she's one of the, she really is one of the best guards in the history of Bill Finley's program. And she finally got to play yesterday. She comes out and looked really strong. She's, she's building herself back up, but she's one of the neatest young people I've ever been around at Iowa state. And she got a standing ovation from the crowd and everybody was, you know, there's tears on the bench. Her teammates are, ecstatic and and it and from a basketball standpoint they've in my mind overachieved this year playing those five freshmen the way that they do and if she can come back and even be 80 percent they got a real chance to make the ncaa tournament i think iowa state does and and i didn't think that at the beginning of the year but those freshmen have played well enough so i wanted to give emily ryan it was a cool cool moment yesterday in hilton coliseum great good to see her back what do you got have you have you copied me with your Christmas tree? That looks very similar, oddly similar to the tree I have no, behind me. I had that tree last year. It's my office tree. The girls put it together for me every year. No, it's got sports know. ornaments. Sports ornaments, yeah. I, my, my regular tree has a lot of sports ornaments. Van Wink, who's your triple B? I'll, I'll, I'll save mine for last. I think it's a longer conversation we could have with mine. Man, I'm, this is going to piss me off. Are you going off. Brock Purdy again? How about this catch to beat uh, the Vikings? Oh, T. T Higgins. Higgins with an wow. unbelievable catch with a minute le less than a minute to go in regulation. Catches the ball, somehow realizes he's like right next to the pylon and extends his arm. Beautiful. For the touchdown. Ties it up, goes to overtime. Sorry, Williams. This must have been I, brutal. I so my dad was in town this weekend. We had a old family weekend. Yeah, you FaceTime me. Yeah, we did. I couldn't my hear dad, what your dad was saying because I was out, but he my, was he was he was on one. My daughters were singing "Happy Birthday" to Uncle Chris, and 
My dad grabs the phone and goes, Happy birthday, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I, I told my dad when when the Vikings went into the fourth quarter, and I don't remember exactly what, I go, this is not going to end well. You just know it as a Vikings fan. That Nick Mullins had pockets where he looked like a functional quarterback making some good throws, and then he would just do these dumb... I am, They're on their fourth quarterback this year. I am so over watching bad quarterback play for the Vikings. Uh, I'm just... I'm, I'm sickened by all this. I'm sickened by it. I want to, you know what I want to do? I want to trade for Justin Fields. Wow. I, I think really? the Bears might keep him. If is they Kirk, don't. Is Kirk, is Kirk done? Well, I mean, no. I mean. There's two options that I'm cool with with the Vikings right now. One is if you tell Kirk, hey, we'll pay you like 15, 20 million a year. You got to take a huge pay cut. And then we're going to beef up the roster around you. And you're actually going to have a chance to win. But if he wants anything north of 30, let him go and go out and get a guy like, I mean, I, I would take Fields in a heartbeat. The more I watch the NFL, Chris, and this can go into the Iowa offensive coordinator conversation here later, like you're watching all these backups every week because everybody's hurt. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell who the good coaches are. Because uh, like Kevin O'Connell, he's a good offensive coach. Now he has flaws. He's a really good offensive coach. And they've been able to win with four quarterbacks for the most part because they should have won on su- Saturday. Like they they were there. If they Browns didn't. have done the same thing. Yeah, and Stefanski's a really good coach, not an offensive guy per. But yeah, I just think that the scheme matters so much. And I think with O'Connell, like you don't need a forty million dollar quarterback <clears throat> to to sure. be decent. If you look at like what Brock's doing too, it just shows you when you don't have to pay your quarterback that much money, how good the roster can be around you. So. I want, I think Justin Fields could be really good in Minnesota. I swear to God, I Sipker and I were having that conversation this weekend. I just, I mean, if I'm the Bears, I, I think I'm just going to ride with Fields. I think he's got the potential. I think he can do it. And what do you got to pay him? That's the problem. He's he's coming up. I I don't know. Because you could, that, in theory, you could reset your whole quarterback clock. Yeah. If you ship him off. I I don't know. I think I I think I've seen enough from Fields where I I don't want to I, I don't want them taking Caleb Williams first overall in the draft. I I think that you could even trade that again to somebody else get more because they they do need more. Uh, Van Wink, you said you have an honorable mention. Yeah, real quick because we probably won't get to it. Keegan Murray dropped forty seven oh points on the Jazz. Mm. Hit twelve Mm-mm. threes. Shout out that guy. Jeez, that's, how many that's did he hit in a row? It was like nine, I think. He had his first God. nine threes. Crazy. Wild. Yeah, I look. Well, Keith Murphy sent me a text. He's like, um, Keegan Murray has hit 12 of 13 threes, and there's still 10 minutes to go. Jeez. I just, I his game is, uh, it's, it's, it's something else. You know what? He reminds me of Tim Duncan. That's a pretty good comp. Duncan wasn't just, a three-point shooter, but... I'm not even saying from a basketball standpoint, more just, just personality-wise. Like fundamental, yeah. doesn't have a big personality, doesn't have a super exciting game. Like, Because that's a guy who, doing what he's doing, if he had more of a personality and like was more amped up, he'd probably be talked about more. Like, I mean, like Tyrese, in that sense, like he's right. got this giant smile, he's skipping down the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And Keegan's never going to be that. And no that's flash. what Tim Duncan was yeah. like. Maury says he had 11 threes in a row, which was an NBA record. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. My triple B is Chip Kelly, who I think a lot of us thought he was going to be fired by UCLA. There was a report out there that he was going to. Nope, still the UCLA head coach. And in a news conference ahead of their bowl game, he just kind of went off on the current climate in college football. And I thought he said a lot of really uh, spot-on things. I mean, the headline is UCLA's Chip Kelly advocates for single Power Five conference. Basically, you've got the you know the power conference teams in one conference of like 64 and then all the group of five teams in another conference of, of 64 or what have you. And you don't just settle with your 12 to 20 team conference that we have right now. His biggest point is that the the football needs to break away from all the other sports because it's ruining everything. Mm -hmm. The the, the fact that UCLA is going to be in the big 10, the fact that Washington state and Oregon state are no longer part of the, the good old boys club. Like they get kicked out down to the mountain West, basically. This is all football. It, it should not have anything to do with any other sport. This is football. They should be figuring out ways to use that football money to pay the players. No NIL BS. I, NIL, no. we should not be asking the fans... Not only do you need to give money to your athletic department to keep the facilities going, you also need to give money so that we can keep our star player. That that can that is not sustainable. And I think Chip Kelly hit the nail on the head when he said it's the only way we're going to save this is if all the coaches come together and and take a stand and and try to make something happen here because we're we we are at the at a crossroads with this the, the transfer portal with NIL, because it's the same thing to me. that you, you can't separate the transfer portal and the NIL anymore because people go into the transfer portal for money. And it's we call it NIL. It's not. It's pay for play. That's my biggest problem is I wish we'd quit calling it NIL. Yeah. Being a marketing guy, like I actually value name, image, and likeness, and that's not the case. It's pay for play. It's you you get a million dollars if you come here and put our uniform on and play for us. It's and then not we'll have the you go and meet with a charity for 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's not all the collectives are like that, but many are. Like I, I it's just it's and the reality. All of this all of this bad stuff is happening at the exact same time. The new TV deals and all this money that is being thrown into these teams and these conferences. So you have all this dumbass realignment. 
I mean, what is the ACC going to look like? Who who went over there? I, I think that the ACC, Stanford, and, the Big 12, and Cal. Dude, I'm telling you, if I'm the Big Twelve in the ACC, I have a real conversation about merging. And that gets us closer to just all being one, like the NFL. He was Chip in Chip Kelly's, um, his kind of uh, suggestion for how things should go with a sixty-four team conference with all the biggest teams is you would play five or six teams in your area every year. You know, UCLA would always play USC and probably Cal and Stanford. And then you'd play, one year you'd play six, seven other teams from from the East. The next year, six, seven other teams from the South. The next year, six, seven other teams from the Midwest. But I thought that wasn't the headline. It was, we've got to figure something else out right now because it's, it is not sustainable what's happening. These players that I just heard a story about a player who was a really good player on a kind of a, a, a mid team in a, in a power conference. He, his dad was pressuring him to try to get more NIL money. He didn't mm. want to leave the school he was at. His dad, these stories. who had not even been in the picture most of his life, pressured him to get into the portal. This guy tells his team, don't worry about it. I'm just doing it because my dad is, is making, I want to come back. Puts his name in the portal. And all of a sudden, all these fans see that he's in the portal and they just attack him on social media and the whole relationship is ruined and he's gone. And a lot of times these guys aren't even making more, you know, like when they go into the portal, Mm -hmm. some of them won't get picked up because, or they have to drop down. A lot of them don't get picked up. Yeah. I mean, you talk about all the Iowa State guys that are in the portal, they're all dropping down, which I think they knew they would, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, I, I would actually say it's rare for, you know, we hear of the high-profile guys, the oh, right. Dylan Gabriel. The majority of these players are not moving up mm-hmm. and making more. And sometimes they're not even being picked up. I mean, how many yeah. of these guys go into the portal and never come out? You don't hear about them that much. But when, you know, the article is written, it's, oh, 30% of the players who went in the portal last year are still there. Good stuff. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's, it, it needs to be these powerful people, these powerful coaches. I mean, Chip Kelly's making a lot of money. Finger, They're going to the Big Ten. The and, coaches and need to be a part of the solution, too, and they need to look in the mirror because, you know, part of the problem we have now is the fact that we have coordinators making $3 million a year when – you know, the players aren't getting paid and that's a bigger thing because of TV contracts and all the money has grown. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point is if you look at these coaching contracts, they're so one-sided towards the coaches. Like, have you ever in your right mind 
you you cover the NFL on a daily basis. It's like, oh, Kevin O'Connell is. Um, we're hearing that he's having back channel conversations with the Seahawks because they may fire Pete Carroll. Like it doesn't happen because there's like real contracts that mean something in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of the argument that the players have always had, well, why the hell should I be yes. locked in on this spot when the guy who recruited me and came into my living room and told me he was going to treat me like another son? Hell, he's having conversations the whole time. So we, we, we there's got to be accountability on their end too. And I, I don't know how you do that, but there's going to have to be some athletic directors that have the balls to not do these one-sided deals with the coaches and not be fearful of them. I mean, look at Mel Tucker's deal with Michigan State is a great example. He had one decent year, and they gave him the keys to everything. Gave him the world. Yeah, I mean, you even you you have one good year, and all of a sudden you're extended like for ten years. I mean, it, just think about that. How insane that is. You are now locked in. Where this man or woman can leave whenever they want. That's not stopping them from leaving. Nothing is. It's so out of whack. I I don't know how you fix that. I I really don't. There's this whole culture, too, in college athletics. And I get it to a point where, you know, I, I, I covered recruiting the first half of my career. It's all I did where these assistant coaches are almost like independent contractors. This is especially the case in college basketball. I don't really know how Iowa operates. It's not really like this at Iowa State anymore. It used to be. But a lot of these cases, these these younger assistant coaches, it's like every recruit they sign is a notch on the belt type mm-hmm. deal. And, and they're just they're acquiring assets to get that next job. And it's not, you know, I'm sure in some cases they care about these young people, but in many cases they do not. It is a, and they'll tell these guys or gals anything just to, and then they move on to the next round. And a lot right. of times, Chris, what they'll do is back in the day when cheating was cheating, you know, they, okay, if an assistant's making 300000 a year, they're going to allocate 100000 to, acquire recruits, right? They look at it as an investment because then their next job, they're going to make it, be making 500 and then they're hopefully going to be a head coach. There's a, there's a lot that goes into this, but the biggest takeaway, I, I, I've always been offended by the name, image, and likeness thing because what should happen is they should get paid by the school or the conference, whatever. And then if they want to go and do a commercial for Fairway or Iowa mm-hmm. Pork, they should get paid on top of that too. Just like yes. if... State Farm wants to hire Patrick Mahomes. Like the Chiefs don't have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it on his own with his agent, and eventually, we need to be at that point it, where it's true name, image, and likeness. Yeah, it just makes too much sense. But right now, we're in a point where all this money, or at these major programs, this money is being raised to buy players. And not just buy them to come, but buy them to stay. Because now you've got a player, he has one good year, and all of a sudden the price just went up. And they've got these guys by the balls. So I, I, I really liked what Chip Kelly had to say. More, need yeah, more go and that. listen to that. 
We need to get into some football conversation. Matt, I want you to look up and see if there's any news with Iowa. We got a couple things in the comments to see if there's an offensive coordinator Iowa bowl game story. We'll get to that. Um, so I'm starting my prep for the Liberty Bowl. This is going to be actually really fun, Chris. It's kind of like an old school bowl game where these teams are, for the most part, intact. I'm guessing TJ Tampa will be out for Iowa State. Totally understandable. You know, he might be a first or second round draft pick. Go do your thing, kid. Mm-hmm. Memphis is going to be on like an offensive lineman or two, but like these teams both actually look like they looked during the season in this football game in a couple of weeks. And That's a rarity these days. It is. God, like you and me both, we were talking last week. We, we were in these pick em pools together. I didn't sign up for the bull one because it's like. I didn't either. It's just you're kind of just burning money. You have no idea. It's a total crapshoot. I mean, look at the Iowa-Tennessee game and all the players that for Tennessee that have jumped into the portal already. So I've been doing some research, and there might be Iowa fans that know more than me on this, but I was texting with Chad Leistico. He's a pretty good source. I mean, it looks like six starters and maybe like eight or nine contributors for Tennessee will be out in that game. It's just like, ah. The point I'll make for Iowa State, though, is I generally, these bowl games are exhibitions, Right, and I have a million mm-hmm. ideas on how to save them. We'll do that in a different show. I think I can make the case that this is a big game for Matt Campbell's program because you know, if twenty starters returning, they're all playing in this game. And it, like this, but you remember back in the day when bowl games were kind of a carryover to the next year, mm-hmm. you could get momentum off of that. I kind of feel like that's the case for this Iowa State team, where if you look at next year. I would project them to be in the top four of the Big 12 preseason rankings. They will have it in their head that their goal is to win the Big 12 next year. Is that attainable? I don't know. But if you win the Big 12 next year, what does that mean? Going to the playoff. Now, I can see the Iowa fans. Williams says, no. Uh, My point is, (laughs) this is a rarity in college football where one of these mid-tier bowl games, I'll make the point actually means something because they're going to treat it like a real game in a couple weeks in Memphis. That's all you can ask for as a fan. And it's nice that that you have that. Like for me as an Iowa fan, it, it means this game means nothing to me. This Iowa Tennessee game. Because it, it means nothing to a lot of the players on Tennessee. So like you're not even fighting a fair fight here. This isn't a regular season game that that counts. All those players would have played. I I wish that Kirk Ferentz would come to the times a little bit with these bowl games. I mean, he still he still treats these things like championships. He calls them bowl championships. McCarty used to do that too. We're on the Insight.com Bowl Championship here at Iowa State. <laughs> like a bowl. Game appearance is just not what it used to be. That's obvious. Look at all the teams. It's it's kind of like the NCAA tournament has become in, in men's basketball. So many teams make it now, especially from these major conferences, that it's not that it's not the achievement that it used to be. And it's not like we shouldn't be sitting here spending this entire month 
prepping for this exhibition game. Like you, you have to start. And I know Kirk Ferentz is out recruiting and I, you know, I've seen the pictures in living rooms and he's not solely focused on this game, but like right now, this should be all about the offensive coordinator and the direction of this program moving forward. Forget about this game. Who cares? How many Iowa fans are really going to travel down there for that game? Especially compared to what it used to be. I had a good talk with my uh, dentist last yeah. week about this. He's a Hawk fan. He's yeah. going to be in Florida during this time. And he was like, there's no way I'm going to that game. He goes, if it was in Tampa, I'd I'd make the effort. He's like, I've been to that Orlando game before. And have you ever been there to that stadium that they play these games in? I have not, but I've I've not heard good things about it. I mean, it's a dump. It is. It's in like the slums of Orlando. Like it, it is not a great. And Iowa State's been there twice, and then I was, and then Iowa and Iowa State were both there the last time. I, I just, I can't imagine there's a lot of Iowa fans there. Mm, no, five to ten thousand, right? I I would guess I, there's no way there's more than ten thousand. I'm talking traveling now, maybe. There's Florida Iowa fans who who live retired in people. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive yeah. up from there's a lot of Iowa fans on that Gulf Coast side who either live down there now or go down there in the winter time. And yeah, they can make that trip. I just can't imagine there'll be more than five thousand making the trip from from Iowa or somewhere else in the country to watch this game. And Thomas points out in the comments, it's it's not Iowa's fault that these Tennessee players are opting out. No, it's not. You're right, but. It takes a lot out of the game for for me as a fan. Like the, the other team doesn't care. Look, you really think t- Tennessee cares that much about this game? Those fans, there are years where they do care about a bowl game. I've seen it recently because they have been down. This This isn't one of those years. This isn't one of those games. You think they're excited to play Iowa? <laughs> no. I, I mean, just, sure. And if you win, it's you're happy. Sure, but it's a measure. It's another win, it, a little bit like last year, really. I mean, if you think about I'd, the Kentucky team, didn't Levis wasn't playing? Like it, it right? It was kind of the same I don't way. Think like you're happy. Bowl games, I don't think bowl games should count toward your record anymore. Do you think these coaches should get huge bonuses for no. winning bowl games? No, I, the only bowl games that should count toward your record are playoff games. We got the twelve-team playoff coming next year. I don't think any of the other bowl games should count toward your record. I because it's I've not the same before. team. Your team is always different in the bowl game than it is in the other games because of this, all the the opt-outs, the guys going to the NFL, the guys that are in a transfer portal. There's two things we need to do to save bowl games. One, pay the players. So the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, so wherever that money is going, AutoZone needs to be paying, or ESPN or whoever, they need to get something for playing in that game. Mm-hmm. Not a $200 gift card at Bass Pro. Okay? So that that's one. And two, we need to get rid of the whole bowl association with conference thing. I'm sorry. I know yeah. you're freaking Rose Bowl. And we need to have a draft. This is a TV product, right? We're talking about a TV product here. And like 
We need to pin rivals against each other. We've lost it all anyways. Right? Like I, I make the point like if Nebraska would have got the six wins, put Nebraska up against Iowa State in a bowl game. People would care about that again. Yeah, you're right. Right? Instead of a, oh, Iowa State's playing Memphis again. Well, all right. Nobody's excited about that matchup, and I would guess Memphis fans aren't either because they've mm-hmm. already seen it in their hometown. We we got to find a way to make the it, these are all a TV product. That's all these things are. I, I you agree. need to make it mean more, and you have to somehow find a way to make the players care. Would that matter for TJ Tampa, who is hoping with a good combine can be a first round draft pick? Probably not. I'm guessing the five k stipend he would get from AutoZone wouldn't be a big deal. But it would for some of these guys who would want to play in these games and make it interesting for fans by matching them up with teams that really matter. Amen, brother. I want to close with just a quick uh, comment on the Iowa offensive coordinator situation. I mean, rumor is that Budemeyer is going to be the OC for the bowl game. I I don't know if that's true. I hope they hire Budemeyer. It'll be great I, I know you do. I know you do. He's the Wisconsin. He's a volunteer guy who brought in Deacon Hill. It's not going to be Tim Polisek, who was uh, a hot name, who was he's a good Iowa's coach. former offensive line coach. I and like him went, a lot. Went to he was at North Dakota State for a long time, Wyoming. Well, North Dakota State just hired him as their head coach, so he's out. Uh, another name. That's been floating out there. I'm sure you heard it. Do you, did you watch Hard Knocks when the Dolphins were on Hard Knocks about ten years ago? No, but I I've done my research on. It was Joe one Philbin. of the worst. Joe Philbin was their head coach, and he was just so boring. <laughs> so boring. This is but the most Ferentz hire ever, yeah. right here. Sixty-two. Well, what would be more of a Ferentz hire, Philbin or Budemeyer? Because at least Philbin's like been outside the Iowa program for 20 yeah. years. Budemeyer, I, I don't know the man. I, I wouldn't know him if he walked into my office right now. It almost feels like nepotism. Because <laughs> he's clearly like a Ferentz guy. And mm-hmm. if I look at Budemeyer's resume, it's like, that guy shouldn't be an offensive coordinator in the Super Conference Big Ten. And And a guy who's been there... Or yeah. this like, terrible offense. How can, you, how can you look us in the eye and tell us that that's a good decision? Like, nobody can do that. But this Felbin, at least, like, I, I don't like it. He, he's 62. He's not going to bring new ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, at I, least he's got the chops. I mean, he's a former NFL yeah, head coach. Yeah. You look at his was, resume. It's like, that guy could yeah. be an offensive coordinator. He was an offensive coordinator for, I believe, the Packers when Aaron Rodgers won his first and only Super Bowl, I believe. Uh, he was the, the Ference's first um, offensive line coach. You know, when they had that incredible offensive line, he was the one that kind of helped put it together ahead of that 2002 season and then went into the NFL ranks. I would be more interested in Philbin than, than Budemeyer. I mean, yeah. Philbin it, or Christ? God, that's it. They're all along the same lines, aren't they? And I'm telling you, Dana Holgerson's just sitting out there. Iowa guy. Just take, be perfect. Oh my God! Could you imagine Holgerson? There's been stories out there about how many Red Bulls he drinks in a day, <laughs> like eight. Can you imagine him 
in the coaching room with Phil Parker and Kirk Ferentz? No. All right, guys. Last year we were 120th in tempo. We got to get into the top 10. <laughs> I just want, I just want the 99th best offense, Williams. Whoever you bring in, get, let's oh, get you, to the. Let's get to. Give 99. me Dana Holgerson. I'll get you in the top 50. I know you would, but then you know what? Then the defense starts faltering, and now mm-hmm. you you got to replace Tory Taylor. They did with an Aussie. They got another Aussie. Got another uh, one off that uh, Aussie ma- punting farm. Last thing uh, before we go, Circle Herc says your tree has been moving. Yeah, I think uh, I think Nori just walked just walked past. Because he it believes and ghosts could be contributing to your moving Christmas tree in the back. No ghosts here. Just the Christmas spirit. Last but not least, Brock Purdy now the clear cut MVP leader in the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, Dak got his ass handed to him yesterday by the Bills. Bang, bang, Niner Meanwhile, Purdy keeps putting up numbers. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. Bang, bang, Niner guy. All right, um, Maddie, you and me, baby. WWE Monday Night Raw. Let's go. Let's tonight. do it. That's tonight? Ringside. Yep. Oh, my. You ready for this? Well, wear a poncho and a mask so that the blood and the sweat doesn't get all over you. Okay, I got a question for our listeners. Should I make a sign? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. should. And hold it up. I owe everywhere sign. How about a hassle sucks? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, that'd be hassle. Hassle rhymes with asshole. (laughs) <laughs> That's what Teddy needs to bring. That would get confiscated, I believe. Probably. PG, PG, WWE these days, you know? Uh, PG and PC? Back in the day, you know, they'd go out there and just like naked women in the ring and stuff like that. And like, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> Iowa Meat Sweat says that uh, Ben Wink should make one that says, Don, stop creeping on my wife. <laughs> That'll be you know what always cracks me up, it. too, is there is a very, very, very small portion of our audience who doesn't always get the jokes. There was a thread on Psycho and Fanatic the other day that could not understand why Van Winkle's wife was so offended that Don Hassel oh, no. tried to, to friend him on Facebook. <laughs> and I didn't even really? chime in. It's just like... There, but they're like... We, I, they were like, man, why would she be so offended by a guy trying to friend her? That doesn't even That's make hilarious. any sense. <laughs> All right, Hass, have a good day. We'll be back okay. on Thursday, guys. Again, we're going to have kind of a mailbag-ish, Christmassy type show. It will not be breaking news or anything like that. Oh, because The Hass- tree just moved again. <gasps> it's the Christmas spirit. Maybe it's the axe murder family. They've gone down to Florida. <laughs> They came down here for the Iowa-Tennessee game. <laughs> Channel Seed, shout out to our friends in the Channel Seed Studios, Fairway Meat and Grocery. We'll be back on Thursday. Happy holidays. Iowa everywhere.